the patriot and the preacher, where politics and religion do mix, starts right now. Here are your hosts. Welcome, everybody, to the Patriot and the Preacher. I'm your Patriot, Mark Anthony. Hey, everybody, Todd Coconado, the Preacher. So we have a great show. We are excited that everybody's joined us. We realize that a lot is going on right now in our country and in the world. We want you to stick with us for this hour. We have two amazing guests that are really going to address what's going on and help the listeners take a different perspective. Yeah, super timely, Mark. Uh, both of the guests, uh, you know, I really enjoy these segments. I think the listeners are going to enjoy them as well. I agree. Uh, so first we have somebody that is a good friend of the show. She's a good friend of mine, Star Parker from the Center for Urban Renewal and Education. She is the founder of that. Star, Star has a, a story to share before she gives us her opinion. I wanted her to bring the audience up to date as to where this woman came from. It's really just a miracle. And I think that you're going to hear from Star, which you're not hearing from a lot of the leaders in the black community right now. It's certainly a, the antithesis about what you're hearing from Al Sharpton and the other ambulance chasers, I call it the political ambulance chasers, if you will, that are out there right now, Todd. And mm -hmm. so we got to bring some, we got to bring some perspective to this because if you were watching most of the mainstream media, it looks as if the country it's on, is on its knees, um, primarily because you see people getting on their knees. You brought this yeah. up right before we walked into the studio. Yeah. And we don't need to get on the knees for anybody except for Christ. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah, I think of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I mean, you know, they were phone, thrown into the fiery furnace. Uh, they were not willing to bow before any other God, but the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we need to uh, maintain that, Mark. That's super important. We can't bow down to the idols of this world. No, we can't. And even when the situation seems, seems hopeless, that's not, that cannot be our response. And uh, the rule of law still matters. And when we see our leaders, especially we're going to get to that, what the D.C. mayor and other leaders have been doing, we're seeing, for instance, let's put it this way, guys, people from Hollywood, the Biden campaign are setting up funds to bail out these rioters and looters. When on the other hand, we have members of our community, members of the uh, Trump campaign, as a matter of fact, that are actually trying to help people. Therein lies the difference. And these people that are out there breaking the law, uh, whether it's breaking the curfew or, or, or even worse, there are people that have died recently because of the rioting and looting, and it's getting out of right. control. You're really excited about this guest, and, and after talking <laughs> with him, I'm really excited to have the audience hear what he has to say. And Steve, Pastor Steve Berger is from the Nashville area, yeah, and he just, you can tell immediately when you talk to this man why it is that there's such a big movement that's growing at his church, hmm. which is the Grace Church there. In, uh, in Nashville, and this yep. man has just got such an anointing, and we need more pastors and preachers like him out there in this country. He's not afraid to say what he's thinking or what he believes. Yeah, I'd mean, love to see what God's doing with uh, Beyond Our Walls, which is a unity event of some 30-plus churches in the Nashville area, and we're going to talk about, you know, Nashville's been through tornadoes recently, of course, COVID-19, and the people have decided to come together in unity all colors, Mark, all races, colors, creeds, coming together in unity and worshiping the Lord. I think it's powerful. That is powerful, really powerful. You know, before we go to the news segment and talk about what's going on in this country, I thought it would be a good idea to point to 
uh, a little bit of good news. Now, yeah. most people probably heard about a yeah. firefighter in Minneapolis that uh, he and his family had a dream of opening a sports bar. His name is KB Bala. And what happened during all of the writing is that he was about to open, then COVID happened. They were waiting to open, and he didn't get any insurance because he figured, well, nobody's going to be in there. But unfortunately, his entire bar was destroyed, completely mm. gutted, destroyed, set on fire. And so this man was in tears. Most people have seen the story about him. So the reason I wanted to bring that up is that, well, a lot of people stepped in. Over 9,500 donors, Todd, mm. including yeah. Brad Parscal, who's the campaign manager for the president. Yeah. And so over a million dollars has been raised for this man so that he can open his bar when it's ready to be open. And that is some good news for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, again, like you said, just seeing people stepping up, doing something positive, uh, trying to help people. Uh, you know, I think a lot of these celebrities and, you know, elite people like you were talking about, they've kind of just come out of the shadows, Mark. I mean, now we're just basically seeing what, what we already knew, but now it's in, in plain sight. And uh, they're showing us what they support and what they'd like to see for our nation, which is anarchy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, going against the rule of law, like you had mentioned, uh, really lawlessness. And in fact, they're even coming out to defund fund the police department. And, you know, look, I, I will tell you, this is a beyond uh, Democrat or Republican issue. If you've ever called the police in your area, if you ever had to uh, rely on a first responder, you know how important those men and women are. And the fact that anybody would be wanted to defund them is uh, just beyond bizarre and insane to me, Mark. And so I'm glad you mentioned that. I hope people are taking note and they will take that to the ballot box in November. Absolutely. I hope that, uh, I hope that everybody's paying attention what's really going on because it's important that we pay attention we're going to be right back with the news stay with us this is the patriot and the preacher hey everyone it's mark anthony i want to talk to you about my pillow because it's truly changed my life. I've had over seven spinal surgeries on my neck and back, and I've never been able to get a good night's sleep. But after trying my pillow, I'm getting the best night's sleep that I've ever had before. Trust me, my pillow has made a believer out of me. I never go anywhere without it. Look, this company has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow has an amazing offer for our listeners, and if you call 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK, you can take advantage of special offers on all of their products. Call right now, 800-851-9287, and use the promo code MARK. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain with the 60-day money-back guarantee. Trust me, my pillow will make a believer out of you. And you know that jingle. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Don't forget to call 800-851-9287 or go to mypillow.com and use the promo code MARK. And we're back with the Patriot and the Preacher. So, Todd, a couple of things we wanted to address with the listeners so that we keep them, uh, we keep them up to date. 
everybody's aware that the D.C. mayor wasn't really excited, if you will, that the National Guard was called in to bring in order to her city when she wasn't willing to do it herself. In fact, she had the police stand down pretty much. Yeah. Um, so a couple things to address. Number one, the she literally evicted 200 members of the National Guard from a Marriott hotel in downtown D.C. saying that it was a budget issue. But mm. it's much more than that because overnight, she took the city works department and had them paint in permanent paint Black Lives Matter on 16th Avenue, Todd, mm. um, <laughs> heading to the White House, blocks before the White House. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, the thing about that, and of course, we've talked about this, Mark, you know, everybody's lives matter. Uh, obviously, an African-American life matters. It matters to me. It matters to you. Uh, but there is a, a di- difference that we have to differentiate between saying Black Lives Matter and the organization Black Lives Matter. And the organization has some nefarious roots and some communist ties. So I think it's important that we differentiate that. And so, you know, I'm all for monuments and you know, doing it the proper channels. But I think this is a little in your face. And I would say, you know, imagine if it said white lives matter on the exact same thing. People would probably be calling that racist. Would you agree, Mark? Yeah. And, and the same is true for this. And what you said about Black Lives Matter is really important, Todd. One of your friends brought this up who's going to be on the show. Yeah. And all you need to do is go to their website and they will tell you that they're against the Western family. They're against our culture they're against everything. And so what does that mean? They're, uh, they're against our way of life. And they're really anarchist. And they're being funded by outside forces that wish to destroy this country. Make That's no right. mistake about it. That's right. The same, as a matter yeah. of fact, Todd, now that we're on this roll right now, <laughs> okay, those same outside forces have been delivering pallets of bricks uh, yeah. all over the country. Yeah. Yeah, people are seeing this, I think, Mark. And, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people posting about it on social media. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, debunk that or say it's false because there's just too many pictures. And, you know, there's mainstream articles that are reporting on this. And so who are the people? We have to figure this out. Who are the, the organizations? Where's the money flowing in from? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I talk to people and sources out there, uh, you know, they tell me, look, this is from straight out communist organizations that want to destabilize our nation and that would love to see a revolution here in the United States and to see our government. I mean, this is, this is an attempted coup, Mark. It absolutely is. And not only would they love to, love to do it, not only are they putting money behind it, the press are becoming willing accomplices. Yes. yes. Um, they're, they're, they're absolutely not helping the situation. Um, they're still calling these people protesters when they're, in fact, rioters and anarchists. You know, it's already been debunked that the president didn't have those people gassed. Right. Another false story. Another false story. That's another that's that's another thing that's been made up. Um, And it's too bad that the mainstream media, while there are some out there, doesn't have fact checkers like the fact checkers that are on Facebook, but they're motivated by a different train of thought completely. So piles of bricks are showing up. As a matter of fact, the Acme Brick Company is the <laughs> ones is the one that's uh, is the one straight out of Looney Tunes, man. Come straight on, man. out of Looney Tunes, but it's linked to Berkshire Hathaway, <laughs> who's linked to the Rothschilds. And so, right. just so that the audience doesn't think we're off going and we're becoming loony, I want to caution everybody that if you that if you say that this is conspiracy, 
I just want to say that most of what has been put out there that was called conspiracy has been proven fact. We've done enough research and this is all true. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's true. Sometimes the truth is harder, you know, harder to believe than fiction. And, uh, but this is where we are in this bizarro world right now, Mark, where, uh, you know, like I said, people have come out of the shadows and they're showing their, their hand now, you know, right in front of us. And people are still having a hard time believing that that's the truth. But, you know, we're very careful. We source our information. We don't just come out, you know, if we, if we have an opinion, we'll say it's an opinion. But, you know, if Mark and I are saying something, it's because we have, you know, valid sources uh, of information information that we say, yes, this is actually happening. And we're just uh, talking about it where the mainstream media doesn't want to bring it up. Yeah, that's right. No, they don't want to bring it up. And I think this is interesting because, you know, when we look at how much power is out there, an author who decided that he was going to write about COVID-19, Alex Berenson, and the title of the book is Unreported Truths About COVID-19 and Lockdowns, Introduction and Death Counts and Estimates. Let's remember, Amazon has become the world's largest bookseller, right, Todd? Yeah, Uh, that's right. And and so for Amazon decided that they wanted to ban this book. And I'd like to point out that they still have books out there by Hitler and the Unabomber and other terrorist organizations. But for a short time, oddly enough, until Elon Musk came out and tweeted against it, Amazon backed down from their position. But, But ladies and gentlemen, Where are we in this world? And the answer is we're in a dangerous spot right now when somebody that wants to publish the truth Hmm. is banned Yep, and it's called censorship and they are the largest online retailer. So if they drop you, your market shrinks down to almost nothing. Right. And and, uh, as a matter of fact, what Musk wrote and we, by the way, have invited him to come on the show. We'll see if he can come on. He said it's time to break up Amazon. Monopolies are wrong, and he's right. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing monopolies, not just with Amazon, you know, in the new world that we're in with uh, digital media and uh, online shopping and all the different things that the internet have really revolutionized, Mark. One of the issues is, you know, large corporations like Amazon, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, that really have a monopoly. And uh, they're acting, you know, where they can literally deplatform someone and basically deperson them. And President Trump has really championed uh, the, the fight against online censorship. But this is all related. And there does need to be some type of, you know, regulation and uh, breakup of this, uh, you know, that people are talking about the Internet Bill of Rights, but some type of freedom where, you know, somebody can't deplatform Todd Coconato or Mark Anthony just because we have a different opinion. Now, I understand if you're out there pushing terrorism or things like that, but there should be no crime in me sharing what I believe as a free uh, individual. That's right. No, and, and that's where we are right now because he, the author was told it didn't meet their guidelines. I mean, yeah. so their guidelines are subjective. In other words, if it doesn't follow the, the, uh, the narrative that's being pushed out there, they're going to they're gonna take you down. And that is dangerous. That's where we've come to right now. We are going to be back. Star Parker is going to be joining us, and I, I want to encourage everybody to stay with us. She has a lot to say about what's going on. So stay with us. This is the Patriot and the Preacher. We'll be right back. Mr. President, welcome to the show. I love the name of your show. I will be a good Christian. You're going to be very proud of me, and I certainly will also be a good patriot. It's a great name for a show. I heard you have a great show, and thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President. We appreciate that very much, and it has been an honor to have you on the show. Are you- 
We're back with the Patriot and the Preacher, and we're we're glad to have back a good friend of the show, Star Parker. She's the founder of the Center for Urban Renewal and Education. Star, thanks for coming back on. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to be with you. Good to good to have you as always. Star, you know, a lot of the audience may not know your background, so just so that everybody understands, you've come a long way. Tell the audience who you were and how you came to be the Star Parker we know and love, because your perspective is really important as to what's going on today. So share with us where you came from. Well, it's interesting that you would ask that, because uh, in the rioters, I saw a lot of myself, just anger, just resentment, just frustration. I don't know what it's about. I don't know why I am, but I'm just going to go out and do damage, not just to others, but to myself. Uh, and so when I came of age, if you will, at uh, the 12, 13, I was already involved in criminal activity and drug activity. And mm. later on, it escalated to sexual activity that I ended up in and out of abortion clinic after clinic. And then, oh, something deep inside said, this is really something wrong with this. I've got to stop killing my offspring. I didn't change my behaviors. I was pregnant again within a very short period of time. So I had a child and went on welfare. And I lived wow. like that for a number of years. And um, then one day I was looking to subsidize my welfare check, ventured off into a business in South Central L.A., and the people there confronted my life and told me it was um, unacceptable to God. And when they said God, I got chills. I got out of there. They kept bothering me to go to their church. I did one day, and I heard the gospel. Hmm. I heard that God was in Christ, that he was reconciling the world to himself, that he didn't count my sin against me, that he loved me, he died for me, and he wanted me to be free. And I thought, free? Wow. Okay. Uh, I then went to college, got a degree uh, in marketing and international business, and I started one. And it was the 1992 Los Angeles riots that destroyed my business. That's why I'm fascinated about this moment in time that um, uh, we are here yet again, uh, because that is the moment that I began my journey into social reform and public policy. I knew that the answers that we had as a society uh, given to people that were in that type of frustration and anger and resentment uh, were the wrong answers, led us into a wrong place. And after $22 trillion being spent on the war on poverty, uh, look where we are. Um, and $900 billion a year to quarter the budget, and then all it did was bust up homes and made the matters worse. So I dedicated my life to that work, and so I'm here in Washington, D.C., where I run Urban Cure. Uh, we're the Center for Urban Renewal and Education. We promote market-based solutions to fight poverty, uh, and we, um, you know, we, we're, we're about, our mission is fighting poverty and restoring dignity through messages of faith, freedom, and personal responsibility. We have three programs. We have a policy program uh, that we say if we change the law, we can change people's lives. We have a media program that includes blackcommunitynews.com, as well as I just launched my own uh, national um, uh, news talk show. It's a weekly uh, news talk show called Cure America with Star Parker. And then we have a clergy program where we have about a thousand center-right clergy that get a regular diet of information from us that the answers to poverty are freedom and personal responsibility, that they're not a welfare state. So that, in a nutshell, is Star Parker. Wow. You're watching this happen all over again. What is your take on the anger, the frustration, especially the looting and the rioting? As you saw, your own business get destroyed. It's happening across the country. You know, as you're watching this, you said you saw some of yourself and a lot of those people. And is this... 
is this this behavior, do you think this behavior is going to bring about any kind of change? Well, it depends on what we do. I don't know. I, I think the president was absolutely right to speak into it. Freedom is connected to law. Law is connected to truth, and truth is connected to eternal truths. Uh, and he had to first stop the arms war that had been declared against our country. They absolutely destroyed this nation's uh, capital. Uh, so that's uh, in and of itself reasons not to allow for the states to get any more stimulus money. Um, but it depends. I mean, if we buy into the narrative that this is about race, then we will end up in a few years right where we are because it's a lie. This is not about race. This is not about inequality. This is not about uh, you know systemic racism, except the, the systemic racism that they have uh, in, put into all of our institutions through this perception of racism business. Uh, and now we have to look through every, at everything through a lens of race and diversity and inclusion. But outside of that, no, this is not about race. This is about power. This yeah. is about elections. This is about a worldview exchange. We're in a cultural war. We've been in it for a long time. What we're seeing over this last week is an escalation of a, of a battle right mm. before an election uh, because what's at stake is the heart and soul of the country. Uh, if Joe Biden didn't say anything coherent, the one thing that he did get one full sentence out to say is that <laughs> this election is about the soul of America. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. We're either going to be biblical and free or we're going to be secular and status. They understand what's at stake. And I was saying last year that they were going to have a race riot this year. I didn't mm. know how or why, what was going to you know, ignite the flame, but I knew that they would do that because at the end of the day, that is the only place they have to go when evil uh, starts being pushed back. Uh, they tried everything, and nothing seems to work against our excellent president. And it... Um, uh, is the only place that liberals know where to go it, to get a stimulation, to get a, a an emotional charge, to bring out resentment and 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 anger and frustration to the streets. I'm not going to say pain because it's not pain. It's anger, it's resentment, and it's frustration. And what we're witnessing are two-year-olds that were not disciplined. They were given candy at 12 when they smacked their own parents back they got a car and, and a computer and now they decided that they want to take on the police and and make them bend to their little uh, whims of, that they learned in our colleges all across the country that they have to have safe space we you need to act like us and we will not allow for you to be who you're supposed to be you know it's kind of like Mark Anthony, it's kind of like a psychiatrist who gets too emotionally involved with his patient. He's not going to do them any good. Right. So if hopefully the police are not going to bow to this. We have 800,000 peace officers in this country. They deal with 2 million encounters a year. Yeah. A big organization like that, you're going to have bad apples, and in particular you have bad apples when unions are involved. Unions are involved in their negotiations. It's why it took two four days to arrest him. He had a two-day cooling down period in his union contract. All of this, we want community policing. Well, then go take on your Democrat unions because they're the ones that have written into many of these contracts that the police can't live in the community that they govern over. So we have a lot of things to talk about, but, you know, now's not the time to talk about them. It's like a marriage. Right in the middle of the fight is not when you try to settle the question that was on the table. You wait till everybody's cooled down, yeah. and then you, you come to your senses. Yeah. Hey, Star, this is Pastor Todd Coconado. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, love your story. And, uh, you know, when I was, when I was hearing your story, it kind of reminded me of the Apostle Paul. 
because you had basically a Damascus Road encounter where you, you know, some, some similar to what happened to me, where the Lord uh, changed my heart and really opened my eyes. And uh, I find that really interesting because, you know, there's an anointing to that and you can speak because you come from that place. You know, how do we, you know, sometimes I get frustrated as a, as a pastor. How do we awaken people that are caught up in this alternative reality that the left has really indoctrinated into the young people and, you know, MSNBC, CNN, they're reading Washington Post. This is their reality. Uh, what was it that, that opened your eyes? I know you said that, you know, they mentioned God and you had an encounter, but was there anything else that would help us to awaken people to, to change the, the dynamic of what's happening right now? No. <laughs> they pointed their finger in my face. They mm. looked me in my eye. And they said, your lifestyle is unacceptable. And my sassy mouth said, unacceptable to who? They took a deep breath and they said, God. Hmm. What we're witnessing right now is moral chaos. And until preachers speak into that, Hmm. we're not going to get anywhere on any of the other questions. What we're witnessing is when you take religion out of a society, family collapses. Yes. Because what the law says is these are the rules. Yes. Choose this day, good, evil, or before you, which one? And as a society and as a people, we choose evil. I mean, we now have equal number, third, to those that say that they're evangelical and Protestant. We now have equal number that say we're nuns. And I'm not talking N-U-N-S. We're none. None of it. We don't buy none of it. We don't believe it. So if you have a society, and the founders knew this well, it's hard to self-govern if you don't know truth if you don't have a basis to start with a basic set of assumptions about how life works yeah. as a society we are killing so many babies in the womb that we've stopped counting in many places yes we're closed as a society and abortion clinics get to stay open because they're essential right as a society we don't even know now what marriage is supposed to be because we have men married to men and women married to women and we're all just supposed to pretend that we don't notice that this is not exactly accurate when you define marriage. So yeah, kids are messed up. And no, we're not going to get anywhere until somebody decides that they're going to tell the truth about this stuff, whatever the cost. That is huge. I am in full agreement with you. And uh, we had Alveda King on uh, the other day, and she felt that there's pockets of revival that are starting to happen in this nation in the midst of all these things. Do you see that out there, Star? Do you think we're going to see revival uh, come out of all this chaos? Before or after the Civil War? Oh, yeah. That's the question, isn't it? That's the question. Wow. Yeah. So, Star, do you really believe there's going to be a civil war? Is this the beginning of it right now? Well, it would have continued if the president didn't do what he needed to do, which is call up the forces and say, this is it. And then when he walked across Lafayette Park and and, and to St. John's and held his Bible, these folks defaced the Lincoln Memorial, where Dr. King stood. Yeah. These folks defaced the World War II memorial, where we have the names of 450-plus thousand people. Well, actually, we have so many names that they don't have the names. What they do is they have a marker for every, I think it's a thousand. They defaced it, and then they went to St. John's Church, hmm. where presidents have sat after they've been inaugural since 1816. Yeah, they declared war. And this mayor here decided that she was going to let them wreak havoc and left curfew open until 11 o'clock at night. We're not even open as a, as a community. The nation's capital never moved into phase one. And then that 
occurred, the next day the president said, that's it, enough. And they can cry about the tear gas all they want to. And they wouldn't let it in. Oh, yeah, party. They, all you want to. Mm. It's like finally when dad got home. Mom right. let the kids run every which way and dad came home and he said, that's it. Done. So actually today was pretty peaceful walking over. They, I, they defaced everything. I had to go to White House today. Boy, and I, they're putting up the fences even as we speak. Every store, every building in town that's privately owned is putting up wood so the insurance will uh, cover it. It's 100% war zone out here in Washington, D.C. And in the meantime, Clyde's, who everybody knows, they own Hamilton, they own Old Ebbett Grill, they own their own little Clyde's restaurants. They put up the wood and then they put up signs on their own structures that say Black Lives Matter. Right. This is a war. So it depends. I don't know if we're going to I'm, – I hope that the kids got the message that we're not going to tolerate this from the president, but I don't know what they're going to do. If they think they're going to lose in November, they might spark up again. Either that or if the you know, COVID is really is, is contagious as they had us convinced that we all shut down the entire economy over the last two and a half months, uh, then there might, they might get sick and not be able to show back up on the streets. So we don't know. I don't know, but do I agree with Alveda uh, that there will be a revival? Oh, yeah. When it gets dark, light shines in. Hey, Star, it's always good to have yeah. you on. Thanks for bringing your perspective up. We always love your honesty and truth. God bless You're you. You're welcome. Thank God you, Star. You. This is The Bye. Patriot and the Preacher. We'll be right back. Hello, friend. This is Pat Boone, and like you, I put at the top of my priority list things I want to do and not miss the radio show called The Patriot and the Preacher. And if you're not listening to it regularly, you're missing out. And I strongly recommend that you make it an item at the top of your list of priorities. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me and welcome back to the patriot and the preacher going along with our theme in the show we have a great pastor a great preacher joining us right now pastor steve Berger. he's the founding pastor of grace chapel in franklin tennessee pastor steve welcome to the show it's good to have you thank you so much it's a real honor for me to be here with y'all today it's an honor to have you on you uh, you had an event last weekend that was uh, just amazing. Tell the listeners what you did and what you organized. Yeah, we did have a great event last week, but it was actually the second one. We had our first large event, uh, April 29th, and then we followed it up on Pentecost Sunday, May 31st. We called it Beyond Our Walls and Beyond Our Walls 2, and it was the gathering of churches. Uh, the first one, we had over 15, 20 churches involved. This time, we had over 30 churches involved, 4,500 cars, at least 10,000 people uh, to get people together to worship, to pray, to hear the Word of God, and to cry out to God yeah. uh, for Him to do something supernatural uh, and miraculous in our country. So it's, uh, it's been a very exciting month here in Middle Tennessee. It is. Pastor Steve, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And uh, I, I don't know if you recall, but several months back, I visited your church and my wife and I were moved by the presence of God there. And we, we actually came up to the front, introduced ourselves and uh, talked to your worship leader. And uh, so it's no surprise to me to see what the Lord is doing in and through the ministry. Uh, but, but, you know, it's even more than that. There was a tornado 
in Nashville. And then the president came out and visited and, uh, you know, many people were affected by the tornado. And then we went into COVID and uh, that whole incident, you know, happened where all around our nation and world people were affected. And this is coming out of those two events. And of course, there's uh, all, all types of other things going on in our country now with the riots and the different things. Uh, but, but what I see God doing is powerful in using you and the other ministries in unity in Nashville. And, uh, and there seems to be a move of God that's happening where his presence is moving in Tennessee. Can you elaborate on this? What is the Lord doing in unifying these churches? Well, there's a couple of things, Todd. And, and yes, of course, I remember meeting you a few months back. Um, there's a couple of things going on. One thing is the pastors are coming together and they're realizing, hey, we've got to give up the turf wars and the competition. We've got to unite and see God move powerfully in our midst. Yeah. Uh, and then what we're seeing among the people is a massive desire for that. In fact, I've said for years, I've, I've, I've been gathering churches together for 25 years. Yeah. Um, the people are so ready for that they almost lead the way and insist that their pastor gets with the program. That's right. Um, because there's something just profoundly powerful that happens when we come together. I mean, just this last Sunday, just a few days ago, we've got black and white and Hispanic pastors. We're praying in English. We're praying in Spanish. We're worshiping together, mixed multitude choir, people from all kinds of churches on Pentecost Sunday. It was like Pentecost all over again. It was amazing. That's good. Hey, Pastor Steve, I totally agree with you, man. And uh, question, so I've never seen anything like this. And, you know, I'm in my 40s, but I see a lot of Christians, I call it friendly fire, but there's a lot of Christians arguing right now. What would you say to the body of Christ, you know, to those that are duking it out right now? How can we come together, uh, you know, find, uh, I was raised up under Pastor Jack Hafer, and one of the things he said, you know, find the 99 things that you agree on instead of the 1% that you don't, you know? And, and so how can we have unity in the body of Christ? Because I think the enemy has a plan. In fact, I know he does to divide us. Well, for sure. And it's going on. I've been talking about it a lot lately. We need to do what the Apostle Paul says, which we need to endeavor, which means to work and labor really hard. We need to endeavor to keep the spirit of unity in the bonds of peace. Yes. And so it's going to take work, which part of that work is making sure that we are heard, being heard, making sure that we're listening, making sure that we're understanding people of different points of view. We're going to have to make a commitment to truth, whether it's comfortable for us or not. Mm. We're going to have to make a commitment to balance and stop the extremes and the exaggerations. All of those things just inflame the situation. And and well-meaning followers of Jesus are doing it, and it is not productive. Quit with the sound bites, quit with the sizzle reel that's going to make you sound like something, and let's actually be productive and get some work done together by making a commitment to truth and balance. Amen. Amen. Pastor Steve, you, um, you have spoken a lot of truth with us right now, and I think that overall, there, Todd made a great point. There's a lot of division going on within the church, within this country, um, you know, the chaos and we know where chaos comes from, and that's from the enemy. And it really is tearing this country apart. Um, if you spend too much time watching the news, you would believe that we're on our last leg, maybe, as a nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Star Parker just just explained to us that this is really our, our the Civil War 2.0. 
but the media seems to be really rooting for that um, and rooting for this to happen. And so while I, you know, we have, there's spiritual warfare for sure going on in this country. And what are you telling the people that ask you? I'm sure you're asked all the time online, face to face. What are you telling people that needs to happen so that we can really bring this nation back to where it needs to be strong and relying on God again? It's a really, really important question. You know, as much as we need truth and balance, the single word that I'm sharing with people, and, and I actually believe it's a word from the Lord, is compo- composure. Mm. I want you to think about this now. In Luke chapter 21, and it's Luke's example um, that includes this passage. The other passages, uh, other gospels don't include this. When Jesus is talking about end time scenario, and he's talking about the betrayal in the most intimate of personal relationships between father and son and son and father and mother and daughter. And then he says this. So we know that betrayal tension is going to be a sign of the end times. Betrayal doesn't happen overnight. There are seeds that have to be sown seeds of discord and division that lead to betrayal. Now here's what Jesus said, Luke 21, 19. He said, in patience, possess your souls. Yes. When all hell is breaking out around you, even to the point of family betrayal, you need to possess your souls. In in street language, what would we say? Get a grip. Mm. (laughs) Don't, uh, Don't misunderstand what's happening. Get a grip. We need people and pastors right now to be more composed than ever. And when people attack us for sharing the truth in love and being statesmen and stateswomen who are filled with truth and balance, listen, when people attack you, you've got to stay composed. Don't act like, oh, my gosh, how could this be happening? Don't get in the flesh. Don't blast them back with, with, you know, your own exaggerations. Hmm. Just stay the course, man. Jesus said, in patience, possess your souls. Get a grip be composed, commit to truth and balance, and we'll have a chance. If not, forget about it. We're in trouble. Pastor Steve, in your, in your estimation right now, as you're watching all that's transpired, in the, especially in the last three to four months and in the last five years, let's say, do you believe that we're in the beginning of the end times? Well, I mean, to be very, very biblical about it, we're not only in the end times, we have been for 2,000 years. Peter said at the day of Pentecost, this is that which Joel prophesied, that in the last days. So we've been in the last days for 2,000 years. John adds to that. John says we're actually in the last hour. So if we've been in the last hour for the last 2,000 years, you better believe we're in the end times now. So yes, I believe we're in the end times. um, But I would say, unlike a lot of my my friends who talk about the end times a lot, that's, that's not escapism. Mm. That's not a, hey, let's fold up shop and retreat. No, it's being about my father's business. It is about occupying until he comes back. So we've got to recognize the times in which we live. We've got to be more serious about the gospel, more serious about reaching other people, more serious about living in a way that honors Christ and gives people the greatest chance of saying yes to Jesus in the turbulent times we're living in. 
Amen. I agree 100%. Uh, Pastor Steve, do you see with what you're seeing going on here? We talked to Alveda King the other day. She gave an answer. We asked Star Parker. I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you feel the Lord is birthing a move of God in this nation, uh, a revival that we will see coming soon? Do you feel that in your spirit? I'm, I'm hopeful for that. The word revival, Todd, as you know, it's been yes. used and abused so long. I don't even know if we understand the difference mm-hmm. between revival and awakening. That's you know, right. revival is for the church. Awakening is for a lost world. Mm. And so I've, I've prayed and given myself to, to praying for, pray, uh, for revival and awakening both. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you what it's going to hinge on. It's going to hinge on the church. Revival and awakening both are going to hinge on the church turning from our sins and yes. repenting. It yes. will not happen apart from that, period. Mm. Period. It's not going to happen apart from turning and repenting. Wow. Wow. And what is, what is it's not, that It's just like? not going to happen. How did, how, if, if one were to listen right now and they don't know how to repent, Pastor Steve, can you just let them know how they can do that? Yeah. So what you need to do, what repentance is, it's a change of heart, mind, and direction, if you will. It's, it's turning away from sin and turning to Jesus. Yes. It's turning away from hell and saying yes to heaven. It's turning away from the life that you used to live to say, I want to live a new life in Christ. I, I, I want to follow Jesus. I want to obey what he tells me to obey and live in a way that he tells me to live. It's, yes. it's being sorry for, your, for you, your sinful lifestyle of your past and being excited about a new life that's found in Jesus. That's right. And until that happens, it's, we're, we're going to see this can, country continue to deteriorate. I've been shouting this from the rooftops. Everybody wants to talk about Second Chronicles 7.14, which is good and right, right? If my people who are called by na- my name will what? Humble themselves, pray, seek my face. What's the fourth thing? Turn from their wicked ways. Yeah. Then, God said, right? I'll hear from, he- hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Yeah. The part we're missing is the verse before that. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, we do need to turn, but the signs of society that tell us we really need to turn are drought, devouring, and disease. God told Solomon, when there's no rain, drought. When there's devouring, locusts. When there's disease and pestilence, that's when a nation knows it needs to get its act together and turn. We are there now like never before in my lifetime. I'm 55 years old. Amen. We have that. got to turn. We've got to recognize the times and the seasons. We've got to be like the sons of Issachar who yes. recognize it and who know what to do. Yes. Our what to do is to turn from our sins. Hmm. God promised the prophet Jeremiah. God promised um, uh, Jonah. Uh, and and Nineveh, if they would turn, God would forgive and heal. And it applies to any nation, any nation, Jeremiah 18, any nation that will turn, God said, I'll turn from the destruction that I've intended for you. We've got to turn. We've got to repent. 
hundred percent right. I always call that scripture the recipe for revival because if we repent, like you said, God responds. And I think repentance has been taken out of so many messages. Unfortunately, it's like it's 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 just you know, there's a lot of grace, but where's the repentance? We need repentance. So hundred percent agree. That was anointed, Pastor Steve. Thank you so much. And I I, I can see why the Lord is going to continue to expand your territory as you're standing for truth and righteousness. How can people find you online? How can they visit your church uh, and find what the Lord is doing in your ministry? Yeah, they can go to gracechapel.net to find our church online. Um, They can go to Facebook, Pastor Steve Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R, and go to my public uh, figure page. Join us there. Um, We uh, we've got all kinds of different ways and resources for people to uh, to get equipped to be a passionate servant of Jesus Christ. That's our our goal at our church. We want to equip people. Man, let's get after it. We've we've got to start passionately following Jesus. Amen. Pastor Steve Berger, thank you so much for joining us. It was an honor to have you on. Appreciate it, Pastor Steve. My privilege. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you. you. This is The Patriot and the Preacher, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Mark Anthony. I want to talk to you about my pillow because it's truly changed my life. I've had over seven spinal surgeries on my neck and back, and I've never been able to get a good night's sleep. But after trying MyPillow, I'm getting the best night's sleep that I've ever had before. Trust me, MyPillow has made a believer out of me. I never go anywhere without it. Look, this company has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow has an amazing offer for our listeners. And if you call 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK, you can take advantage of special offers on all of their products. Call right now, 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Trust me, my pillow will make a believer out of you. And you know that jingle. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Don't forget to call 800-851-9287 or go to mypillow.com and use the promo code MARK. And we're back with the Patriot and the Preacher. So while we were focused, because that's where the media was focused, Todd, on the rioting, the looting, what's happened to Americans, millions of Americans nationwide, some things happened in D.C. that really nobody reported on. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things happening that no one's reporting on, it seems like. And that's because it doesn't fit their narrative. And one of them is uh, thank you to Judicial Watch, who's been really pushing uh, through different, uh, you know, Freedom of Information Act and uh, various ways that they fight. And they've been able to get Hillary Clinton to have to do a deposition. And that came out, what, two or three days ago, Mark. And it looks like September, she's going to be going back to court. She's going to actually have to appear. It seems at least that that's what she's going to have to do. So this is groundbreaking. This is huge. Uh, And then on top of that, we had Rod Rosenstein, who was also out there, um, you know, giving a a testimony this week. And a lot of big information came out of that that no one really, maybe Sean Hannity, uh, maybe Tucker a little bit, but you barely hear any talking about it. 
No, you barely, you barely did it all. And there are subpoenas that will be following for other members of the former members of the Obama administration. Um, I say former because it seems as if uh, former President Barack Obama seems to be, uh, well, giving out signals about what he wants to happen. He gave his, he gave a speech recently on Yahoo and uh, he seems to be very, much more vocal than he has been in the past. Yeah, he, and, he, he's like a shadow president, Mark. You know, I mean, he's trying to go over different, you know, places around the world and, and do shadow diplomacy. And uh, it's very, very dangerous. It should be the Logan Act uh, that's been a violation there with him and uh, Kerry, by the way. Absolutely. That's exactly right. You know, before we uh, jump to other subjects, I think this is important to remember. There have been murders that have happened, actually black murders. Hmm. There and they nobody's protesting for them, right? Um, there is David Patrick Underwood who was killed in Oakland, and he was trying to keep the peace during riots. Yeah, and he was fatally shot. Yeah. And if, then of course uh, there was David Dorn, who was retired police captain, and he was shot and killed by looters who broke into a pawn shop. That's right. His murder was live stream on Facebook. So my, my question is, is where's Black Lives Matter? And do all Black Lives Matter, uh, according to BLM, or is it just the ones they can capitalize on, Todd? Well, I think we all know the answer to that, Mark, because, you know, every year in the city of New York, I always talk about this because it's just such an amazing, horrible statistic, but it's the truth. There's more black babies that are killed in New York City than that are born every year. And that's through, of course, abortion, which was championed by Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger, who was a known eugenist. So, you know, the fact is, is that no one talks about those black babies' lives. No one talks about the racism involved in Planned Parenthood. So it's very convenient to just talk about certain aspects which are going to cause destabilization and people to you know fight against each other division in our country but then these other subjects like abortion just you can hear a pin drop mark that's right oh absolutely so if black lives really did matter wouldn't they be out in front of Planned Parenthood nationwide yeah they would be they absolutely would be you know when we're talking about the black lives matter movement who should be categorized as a terrorist organization along with Antifa, we've got to remember what, what really is happening. I mean, you know, for instance, we're talking about defunding the police. We brought that up earlier in the show. That is a complete ridiculous notion to do that. And I want to point out that New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, well, his daughter was arrested two days ago uh, for inciting a riot. Yeah. So it's, it's really amazing that uh, you're, as you pointed out, Todd, we're starting to see the true colors of the people in the Democrat Party. Well, you know, think about it. If you, whatever you think about President Trump, you know, you got to look at the fruit of President Trump. Look at his kids. You know, his kids are all you know, very smart, eloquent, you know, handle themselves well. They're running companies and businesses. And then you look at Mayor de Blasio and look at his daughter. And, you know, I'm not judging her, but come on. I mean, spirit of rebellion. She doesn't have a, a respect for authority. She's out there uh, championing, rioting and destroying, looting of property. I mean, it's like a night and day difference, Mark. It absolutely is. You're right. I totally agree. Before we wrap up the show right now, I think it's important to bring it up because we're in such a rush to make people feel better, right? It's all about emotion, which both of our guests addressed. And governing yourself on emotion will get you nowhere. Once again, we're in a rush to erase history. The The uh, governor of Virginia has announced that he's going to remove the statue of Robert E. Lee 
because mm-hmm. that triggers people. Um, you know, that's our history, Todd. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that's just as ridiculous as going after the founders because some of them own slaves or the mural of Washington in the San Francisco public school that was removed because the, the students were triggered and they felt depressed by Washington, the site of Washington. This has gone too far. We can't really be surprised. We've raised a generation that's, that's governed by their feelings and being told that every one of their feelings are valid, even if they're not. And so once again, we're going to try to, no pun intended, whitewash history so that everybody, so there's nothing to be ashamed of. But as a nation that's been around for over 240 years, there are things that we've done that we aren't so proud of. But at this point in time, we've got to really, we actually have to stand up for our history right now. It's what makes us who we are today, don't you think? Yeah, we, we got to stop being so polarized and we got to stop looking at everything from a partisan lens. Now, obviously, on this show, we're talking about politics and, and we're also talking about the word of God and we're talking about faith. But the truth of the matter is we got to stop looking through the lens of is it a right left issue? We got to look at it. Is this a morally correct issue or is this a sin? You know, is this light or darkness? And if we can, you know, look at things through that lens, like abortion, which is the murder of the innocent, you know, things like that. If we can look at them through the blueprint that God put inside of us, Mark, and you know, we know what's wrong and what's right, and, and stop being so polarized. We can actually, this can be a teachable moment. The whole world is watching us right now. This can be a teachable moment where we can come together and we can see positive results. Everybody wants to see justice for Mr. Floyd. You know, come together, and this can be a revival, a new life in Jesus Christ in our nation if we come back to the morals and principles and the values of the Word of God. Amen to that, Todd. Absolutely. And on, in that, in the spirit of that, as we always do, let's close this show out with a prayer for our nation and our listeners and everybody in this nation, especially our leaders. We need, we need to bring back uh, some clarity, some moral clarity and how to lead. And uh, we need God more than we've ever needed him before. It reminds me, it reminds me of Ronald Reagan's famous quote that uh, we should never forget that we need more. We need God more than He needs us, and if we ever forget that, we'll be a nation gone under. So, yeah. go ahead, Todd. We need God. I mean, that is the uh, truth. I was actually on a radio show last night. Where we were talking about this uh, on LA Talk Radio, and you're absolutely right. That that was, should be the the big takeaway from this is we need God. They've been trying to take God out of schools. They've been trying to take God out of our nation in every aspect. And so, Lord, we come together in the name of Jesus by the power and authority of Your Holy Spirit, asking You, Lord God, to have mercy on our nation as we repent before You today of our sin and our unrighteousness. Lord, let more people let the church come forward and be the head not the tail and let us repent before you a holy god lord where we have got it wrong let us move forward in this very teachable moment lord where we can share the hope of glory which is in you jesus christ i thank you each and every person that's listening today let them be blessed let them find hope in you favor blessings and happiness true joy which is rooted in your holy spirit we thank you and we praise you in jesus name amen Amen. We want to thank everybody for joining us. I'm Mark Anthony, your Patriot. Hey, and I'm Ty Coconado, the Preacher. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.